Welcome everyone, welcome into yet another edition of Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian, and we are coming to you once again covering the 2022-2023 NFL season week 1-7-17. We are almost at the end and the playoff picture is solidifying. Just two more games for uh, each uh, team here. And uh, boy, things are getting hot and heavy, especially I would say at, I would say for two through seven for each division, because there are some things that are are just a game apart. There's some seeds that are just a game apart or even like a half game tied. Uh, that being like, for example, the Bills and the Chiefs uh, tied at 12 and three, but Bills have a head up win. So they have to win out to stay on top. Chiefs have to win out in order to and hope the Bills lose to stay on top. Chiefs have to also win out because if they lose and the Bengals win out, then the Bengals will grab the number two seed because the Bengals have beat the Chiefs head up. So uh, and then in the NFC, you know, it's a lot of turmoil there, and we'll get to that. Um, but I just want to throw that example out there. But, yeah, it's very, very interesting uh, for the NFL uh, right now. Um, very hot and heavy in terms of what could possibly happen in the next two, the last two weeks of the regular season. And we're getting into it. I want to say, first of all, shout out to all of my subscribers, all of my listeners. I appreciate you for listening. Uh, to Scout Team Sports. Again, I am your host, Devalian. Please continue to like and share and listen on to uh, listen to this um, podcast as uh, many times as you want and as many platforms as you want. We are all over the place. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, so anywhere, um, anywhere on those platforms, Podcast Breaker, Podcast Addict, you can find Scout Team Sports and your host, Devalian. My logo's up there, uh, the logo that I own, the yellow and black, uh, yellow and gray uh, with the two fists going in different ways. So uh, that's the one I have. I might change up the logo. I'm thinking about it. I might change up the logo to get a more sports-centric one. But I, I, I went with the fist just because it, it looked you know, what I liked in terms of, uh, you know, the warriors of sports, if you will, and, and the fight that uh, ensues between two teams, especially in the NFL. <laughs> so um, that's what I was thinking at the time. But yeah, we're getting into it. And we're starting off for this week 17 with our Thursday night football matchup. And my goodness, my goodness, how the tides have turned for the Titans at seven and eight, hosting the Cowboys. The Titans no longer in the number one seed in their division, uh, now tied with the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are at seven and eight, and the Jaguars technically are in first place, and the Titans are on the outside looking in right now. And it's going to get worse because they're not beating the Cowboys. I don't see anybody beating the Cowboys for the rest of the season. Um... And, uh, you know, that's good for the Cowboys because I think they're going to be the strongest fifth seed that you could ever see going into face a very, 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 very weak fourth seed uh, hosting uh, NFC South uh, playoff team, which should be an easy win for them. Uh, but we'll get to that bridge when we cr we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, but in the meantime, Cowboys are not losing this game to the Titans. Um, 
it would, it's it's a controversy on whether or not Malik Willis will actually start. I know that uh, Ryan Tannehill is. It's been said that Ryan Tannehill is trying to get back uh, as soon as possible, for, especially for this game, because they, he believes that he is the one that can help this team win. Uh, I got news flash for you, uh, buddy. You might want to sit this one out because it doesn't matter. Even if you do show up, if you are ready and you do make it for this game against the Cowboys the Cowboys are going to beat you they're going to destroy you it doesn't matter if Malik Willis is in there it doesn't matter if Ryan Tannehill is in this they're going to destroy you there I mean they know and and the thing is you know you would think that maybe the Titans would have an inkling of hope because if there was one place where the Cowboys are a little soft it's in the run defense but if you understand what you're going up against and the fact that it's Derrick Henry, you have to put all your ducks in a row. You have to stop him. You have to slow him down. You focus all that energy on that. The, the, the Cowboys DBs can handle the passing game of the Titans. That's not hard. They don't have a star wide receiver. It's Ryan Tannehill or it's Malik Willis. It's inexperienced Malik Willis or it's, uh, you know, can't get his head out of his rear end, uh, Ryan Tannehill. So, uh, you know, as far as when the game is on the line. So I'm not trusting, you know, Malik Willis is unfortunate. This is his first year and he's young, inexperienced. And uh, Ryan Tannehill has messed up and coughed up and choked way too many times for me to trust him in any type of crucial game, uh, especially in the playoffs, which I'm hoping that they don't make for his sake this year. But yeah, there's talk, like I said, there's talk that he might come back or might, or was trying to make it uh, back uh, for this game. Uh, and uh, he might want to rethink that. But I know, you know, he, he's, he's worried about his starting job. I know he is, uh, of course. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't have the right attitude to keep it, in my opinion. So um, either way, it doesn't matter if it's Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill. The Cowboys are winning this football game. So picking the Cowboys over the Titans better quarterback either way regardless of what the Titans put in at quarterback I would say even better running back because I trust the combo of Zeke and Tony Pollard over Derrick Henry I get Derrick Henry is King Henry I get that but he's still one man he gets tired and to put all that workload on one guy versus I would rather share a workload versus oh against two guys um in that being Pollard and Zeke and on top of that, uh, Derrick Henry is going to have a lot tougher defense to deal with in the Cowboys D than I think Tony Pollard and Zeke have to deal with with the Titans. The Titans D is no slouch, but at the same time, uh, they're going to be on the field a lot more, I would think. Uh, and they're going to get worn down a lot quicker than the uh, Cowboys D would. So picking the Cowboys to win on the road and the Titans will fall even further down and more than likely will be out of the playoffs, especially because of who the Jaguars uh, will face this week and will get a definite leg up on them. Uh, next, we have uh, going to the Sunday games on January 1st on New Year's Day. So they opted not to do Saturday games again, and they're going to go with uh, playing on New Year's Day. And that is we starting off with the Cardinals and the Falcons uh, toilet bowl game here. Uh, Cardinals and uh, Falcons, neither one looking good. But I do, um, you know, I think that because Kyler Murray is the more experienced quarterback of the two, then he should definitely win this football game. Of course, both teams are in rebuilding mode. I would say the Cardinals have even more to deal with uh, rebuilding than, they, uh, than the Falcons do because 
they honestly need a new head coach. They need a new leadership. They need new direction. Um, Kyler Murray needs new leadership over him uh, because this is not going to work. It's like he's talking with, you know, a college coach that is beneath him as opposed to somebody who, uh, you know, knows how to talk to men and knows how to lead men. And I don't think Kingsbury is that guy. He's, he's used to leading kids. And Kyler Murray is not a kid, even though he looks like a kid still. But anyway, <laughs> it, it just, if, if, yeah, there's no respect there. Uh, and there's no, you know, I think that the, the leadership was there, then Kyler Murray would not be telling his coach on the sideline to calm the F down. So, yeah, it's it's just, it was, you know, I don't think it was a good match from the start, but they did what they did. Kingsbury kept his job because Kyler Murray did great, and now I think it's time for Kingsbury to go. But I am picking the Cardinals over the Falcons just because of a more experienced quarterback. Doesn't matter much, but hey, it is what it is. Next, we get to the Bears at the Lions. Uh, surprise with the last loss of the Lions. But nonetheless, um, I'm still impressed with them in terms of their rise and what they've been able to do um, thus far uh, in this season. It's a lot better than I bet you most people thought, especially with as bad as their defense is. But like I said, uh, Jared Goff is able to wield that offense. Um, they're getting better. You know, he was wielding that offense last year, but they were still losing high scoring games. Now he's wielding that offense and they've at least are around 500 at seven and eight. So it's, it's looking up, it's looking up, but it's not there yet, but they are hands down still a better team than the bears. The bears are three and 12 for a reason. No offense. Even if their defense is halfway decent, they're on the field too long. They give up points there's no way that the Bears are going to win a shootout uh, with the Lions, even with the Lions' uh, bad defense, uh, because they just don't have any offensive firepower. So Bears' defense stays on the field too long. They get worn down by the Lions' offense. Lions win. Picking the Lions over the Bears. Next, we get to the Jaguars at the Texans. And that's what I had talked about earlier with the Titans probably going to get bounced out of the playoffs, especially uh, all those weeks I was saying that the Titans are going to win their division by default just because of how bad the division is. Lo and behold, look at the Jaguars rising up here. And technically right now at 7-8, and eight, tied with the Titans at 7-8, and eight, but they have the nod right now because um, their division record is 2-2. Uh, two and two. Uh, the uh, Titans record division record is three and two. Uh, so that's only, that's a half a game behind, but at the same time, they're going to be three and two once they beat the Texans here, number one, and two, they have a better conference record. So because they have a better conference record along with what they're going to be tied record in the division, uh, the Jaguars are in first place right now and will continue to be in first place because they're going to beat the Texans. Uh, and man, I'm just really happy for the Jaguars, even though it's, yeah, you know, they might still end up with a overall losing record. It couldn't possibly happen, or maybe they, um, you know, get over 500. Remember you can't get, um, you can't break even at 500 now. It's either going to be under 500 or over 500 because of the extra 17th game. And I'm saying maybe they get over 500, maybe under, but either way, I mean, the Jaguars 
No, I don't think anybody picked the Jaguars to win the division this year. I definitely did not. I picked the Colts because I thought the Colts were going to be good enough to handle the Titans and they would overthrow the Titans with their running game and defense and a little bit of help from Matt Ryan, not a lot, and that didn't happen. The Titans had just benefited from a poor division and poor schedule. And, you know, the real good teams and even halfway decent teams are now starting to expose the Titans for what they are. And lo and behold, look at the Jaguars making this late push. And the Jaguars are 7-8 and eight in first place and poised to win the division. They are in control of their own destiny. And they are definitely going to beat the Texans here. Better quarterback, better uh, running back, better running game, better offensive line, better defense, better ingredients. Papa John's. Oh, I forgot, better head coach. I love, I love Lovey Smith, but Doug Peterson's a better head coach. But anyway, uh <laughs> Uh, Papa John's, uh, pay a guy, pay a brother, give me, the, you know, uh, uh, one pizza a month. You know, we could start it off slow, but I'm plugging you here without you asking. So, you come on, you bless, bless a, a, an honorary sponsor, if you will. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Jaguars, of course, a better team. And, man, just happy for the Jaguars, especially, you know, as rough start that they had. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is coming along nicely nicely man he is coming along nicely and he's got an offensive head coach as far as leadership and Doug Peterson and uh just yeah very happy for them especially with what they had to deal with uh with the last coach uh, whose name shall not be mentioned but because <laughs> uh, it just doesn't deserve to be but um yeah I'm really happy for Doug Peterson really happy for uh Trevor Lawrence uh, having a head coach and an offensive mind to lead him and lead that team and then along with that defense that is a very fighting defense um even you know even if they end up with a eight and nine record uh at the end of the season and they're hosting a playoff game whoever faces them is gonna have their hands full they are not a slouch by any means so that's gonna be a trip especially with trevor lawrence winning a division this early in his career uh winning a division title Especially, like I said, when they were down and they're coming back, coming on strong late and in first place and poised to win a division. But yeah, picking the Tex, uh, the Jaguars, I'm sorry, over the Texans. Next, we have the Broncos at the Chiefs. Of course, there's not much to talk about for this game. This is another bye week for the Chiefs where they will easily win. Um, Russell Wilson stinking it up. Now, Nathaniel Hackett is fired. Um, because of Russell Wilson and, uh, yeah, they're going to get an interim coach. Uh, you know, they have new ownership now, you know, with the whole Wally world, you know, now owning them as well as owning, uh, the, the Rams. And so there's these new investors and these new owners that, you know, they want to change. They want a better product because a better product means more money. Um, and yeah, a, a product that's, uh, at four and 11 right now, especially with what they were expecting, that's not going to cut it. So, um, you know, I heard the GM saying that Russell Wilson's problem is fixable. It may be fixable, but not by y'all. <laughs> it's not fixable by y'all. It's going to have it's going to take some outside forces to fix that. Because uh, if, if you really understand what's wrong. Yeah. Y'all can't do nothing about it. No football player or, or GM or anybody with football acumen can do anything about what's going on with him internally. So, um, but yeah, picking the Chiefs easy win over the Broncos Next, oh boy, oh boy, now we get to it. Now we get to it. You remember what I said? You remember what I said, what I said, what I said about Tua. Dolphins at Patriots. Tua is in 
concussion protocol protocol once again. I, t- I said it. You, I said it. You heard it here first. You heard it here first because I bet you nobody else is saying it. After that, what happened earlier on the season with the two concussions in less than a week, I was like, I wouldn't have let him play. He's done for the season. Let your head heal. You can come back next season if you pass all the exams, all the tests, and I don't see any bruising or any hemorrhage or, or hemorrhaging or no signs of anything on in, in and on your head. But you're sitting out the rest of the season. You're done. We, we lose, we lose. But, I mean, you got to think about think about this. This is multifaceted, okay? This is multifaceted, okay? Number one, you get that this new head coach, uh, Mr. Multicultural, we're just going to stop. We're going to leave it right there. He wants to win. You know, it's his job's on the line. I get that. Uh, his job is not on the line, I would say, this early, first and foremost. Number one, they are eight and seven, and I get that Tua has been a part of that. But two... Because of what's happened, you can't really blame him for that if they have a losing season. That's not fair. And I don't think the Dolphins would do that. Um, Number two, you got to really think about how this is a bad look. If something devastating, and I hope that doesn't happen. If something devastating were to happen to Tua, that's a really bad look for the NFL. They are playing with a lot of fire here. And I know they're probably used to that. But what's the old saying? You continue to play with fire, eventually you will get burned. And while the NFL has been burned before, they ain't experienced a burn like this. You know what I'm talking about. If something really, and I'm just going to, you know, try to keep it as PG as whatever, but... You know, for the sake of the podcast, but if something really, 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 really devastating happens to Tua in the line of play, in the line of battle on the football field, that is a really bad look for the NFL. Really bad look, especially with how much y'all propose and 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 stress safety. Y'all are so overbearing about safety, and I get it. That's fine. But it's funny how you're so overbearing about safety, yet two is still playing on the football field with two concussions in less than a week. You get and he's he's off for less he's off for one week and then he's back playing. And it's weird how every time he falls down, it seems like his head, the back of his head, hits first. Like there's that's where the most of the weight on his head is. No matter when or where he falls down, he could be falling head first and for some reason the back of his head will find the find the ground before the front of his head does i'm like you i I said it i said it back after it happened i said he's done for the season he should be i wouldn't let him play if i was his teammate if i was his old lineman if i was his dean lineman i'm like dude you're not going out there i will hold you down and pin you down myself and they can fire me if they want to, but I will not be a part of you. Something devastating happening to you. You're a human being. I care about your life. Your life is more important than the football game. I can find it. If the, if the Dolphins get mad with me, fine. Fire me. I can find another team to play for. But your life, 
and what you mean to your family, what you mean to your friends, what you mean to people, even if you don't value it enough to protect yourself, I do. Somebody's got to say that. Somebody's got to have the balls to say that. How is he in concussion protocol again? He should never have been in concussion protocol again because he shouldn't have been allowed to play after that second concussion in less than a week. Now he's in concussion protocol again. He could uh, he could be like some talking heads have said as early as age 35, not being able to remember who his kids are or who his family members are, being able to talk, being able to walk, being able to, who knows, a plethora of things that he might not be able to do at an early age. But it could have been avoided if you'd have sat him down for the rest of the season. I know that's your starting quarterback. I get it. But like I said, number one, his health. Number two, the NFL is not realizing that if something devastating does happen to him, that's a really bad look for you nationally, globally, everything. You guys are so big on safety, player safety, player safety, player safety, player safety. And all eyes will be on the NFL if something devastating happens to Tua. Y'all about player safety. Why didn't you protect Tua? So what he wanted to play, you're supposed to protect him from himself if that's what it comes to. Because you're all about player safety. So you have rules and regulations, right? So why did you let this happen to Tua after you knew he had two concussions in less than a week and you allowed him to go back out there? Okay, NFL. Playing with some severe fire, severe fire. I don't care how good your doctors are. I don't care how good your concussion protocol people in the tent are. Obviously, they ain't good enough. They ain't smart enough because one of them you already had to fire because of the first concussion that he got and you let him right back out on the field. And then he gets a second one on the Thursday, the following Thursday night football game. So obviously, y'all got some kinks in that armor. But no, you want to. OK, now he's in concussion protocol again. I, I would, I would, man, I mean, I, if I was, I was a starting lineman, I was a starting whatever, I'd be like, no, I'm sitting out as a stand of solidarity, whatever you want to call it, because I care about Tua safety. I'm not playing if he tries to play. If he tries to play, I'm not playing. If he tries to play, I'm not coaching. Rest up, heal up. Then we'll talk in another year, in a, in a year, in a year. But this is this is madness. You can't do this. This is your life we're talking about here. Who knows what could happen? We've already seen the effects. We've already seen the problem. I know you want your money. I know you're a competitor. I know that. But if you aren't healthy enough to play, then guess what? Your career is going to be over anyway, sooner than you think. That's the real of it. So hoping that uh, the Dolphins uh, bench uh, Tua in this game, at least, if they can have the guts to do that. Um, yeah, I get it. They want to make the playoffs and whatnot. They're at the seventh seed. I get it. But getting to the, <laughs> getting to the playoffs as a seventh seed 
and getting roasted by the Chiefs is not worth to a safety. It's not. It really isn't. Getting to the playoffs as a seventh seed and getting roasted by the Chiefs is not worth Tua's safety. Even if you lose and you get knocked out of the playoffs. Season ends early. All right. Time for Tua to rest up. Dolphins at Patriots. I say the Patriots win this just because of the controversy with Tua. If he doesn't play, if he does play, I, I man, I don't, I, I couldn't watch it. I'm, if he plays, I'm not watching because I don't want to see something happen to him. If something happens, I'll see it in the reports. I ain't got to look at it, but I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't even want to witness it. I don't. Picking the Patriots over the Dolphins because of that. And we're going to take a break right here and we'll be back after these messages. <laughs> message. <laughs> Hoping to get messages eventually, but just right now, a message from our sponsor. This is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeValian. Be back in a minute. Scout Team Sports, and we're right back in it on the other side of the break. Appreciate all of my subscribers. Shout out to you all and all listeners, whether you're subscribed or not. Appreciate you listening and tuning in to Scout Team Sports. Again, I am your host, DeValiant, and we are in the thick of it with week 17 of the 2022-2023 NFL regular season almost to the playoffs. Can you feel it? Can you dig it? I I didn't want to do that. I don't know why I did that. I, I didn't. I just, yeah, stop it. Okay, I'll stop. We get back into it here. Colts at the Giants. Uh, Colts are in the toilet, and the Giants are fighting for a playoff spot. Want to make sure that they secure one. So, they are definitely the better team here. I don't see the Colts winning this game at all. Um, It'll be Saquon, uh, Daniel Jones, as long as he plays a clean game, will get the job done. Um, they will have to be aware of that Colts D, but the Colts D can get worn down and they don't have enough help on offense. So I don't see the Giants losing this game. It's not going to be spectacular. The Giants wins are never spectacular. That's just not their style, but how they win their football games, low scoring, uh, running game and defense. And that's better than what the Colts have. So I am picking the Giants to beat the Colts and improve their playoff chances. Next, we have Saints at Eagles. This is where I believe that the Eagles will clinch the division, uh, the conference, uh, the uh, home field, the division and home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs, even with Jalen Hurts sitting out. I do believe that Jalen Hurts should continue to sit out. He should stay out and for the rest of the season. And uh, like I said, they only need one more game. And this is a winnable game, in my opinion, against the Saints. I know that you don't uh, you never underestimate a team. But even with a backup quarterback, I believe the Eagles have enough to win uh, this game and clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs by beating the Saints. Um, Again, I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts will stay out for the sake of the best playoff uh, games possible for uh, his team 
for him to be most effective because if he comes back too early and he gets hurt again uh, or he overworks that arm that needs to rest, that shoulder that needs to rest, that could be detrimental to their Super Bowl hopes and dreams. Uh, so you definitely, and you don't want to assume that just, you know, um, you know, maybe he sacrifices, he gets in there, but he gets hurt, but they win the game now because even that bye week is not going to be enough for you once the Cowboys or the Niners or whoever you face in that first uh, divisional round comes rolling in. Um, so I believe Jalen Hurts should sit out again. He should sit out. I believe he will. And even with the backup quarterback in Garner Minshew, uh, the, the Eagles will get the job done, and I believe that they will clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs with a win over the Saints. Even with Garner Minshew, I trust their running game more. I trust their defense more. I don't really trust anything about the Saints. And it's unfortunate because I kind of want the Saints to win because I want to see Tampa Bay go down and lose and continue to lose and uh, bow out in the uh, in the playoffs and Tom Brady not even make the playoffs. Um but I don't think that's going to happen because everybody else is just too bad. And the Eagles do want to win this game. They do need this game. And so you saw what Garner Minshew was able to do against the Cowboys. The Cowboys did not win by many points. And on top of that, they gave up a good amount of points, even though they still won. So if Garner Minshew and the Eagles office can do that against the Saints, they've got this in the bag. So uh, picking the Eagles to win over the Saints at home and clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Next, you've got Panthers at Buccaneers. Panthers also, like the Saints, uh, are at 6-9 and nine and a game behind uh, the Buccaneers and could honestly win this division. It's crazy, but the Panthers could win this division if they beat the Buccaneers right here. That'll put the Panthers at seven and nine, and it'll drop the Bucks to seven and nine. And now we're talking about a tie, and all the you know the tiebreakers that have to go on along with that uh, when it comes to uh, who would be in first place. And I, if it's a, uh, and you know, already, I'm already hearing a lot of uh, speculation about you know Tom Brady not really wanting to be there anymore and wanting to check out and where he wants to go. Of course, we all know he wants to go to Miami, um, but. Um, well, only this time he won't have Sean McVay. I mean, Sean Payton like he wants. He'll have Martinez as the coach. Uh, but yeah, that seemed like that's where Tom Brady's headed anyway. So I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady's checked out of this one already because he already knows. Even if they were to win a division, you're not doing anything in the playoffs. You guys just don't have it this year. You don't have enough on defense. You don't run the football. You in the passing game alone is not enough. You obviously, you know, as great as everybody says you are, it seems like you can't really do much without Gronkowski. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, good luck with that. But I'm hoping that the Panthers win this game, but I don't think that they will. I think the Bucks will hold on to win. They're just a little bit better, I believe, than uh, the Panthers, although I really do like Deontay Foreman. Uh, as far as the running game and running the football for the Panthers. I'm hoping they win, but I'm going to pick against them just because I just don't think it's a smart pick because the Panthers are 6-9 and nine for a reason. Uh, and even though that's not much worse than uh, the Buccaneers, I just, uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. You know, I think Tom Brady, in, even in these games, will do just enough to win and the Bucks will win by like two points or something like that. Uh, so, um Picking the Buccaneers, unfortunately, over the Panthers. But I hope the Panthers win. So I hope that I'm wrong. 
I really do. <laughs> Next, we have the Browns at the Commanders. Um, uh, both teams, uh, I mean, uh, Commanders, uh, rather, still um, in uh, the playoff hunt, wanting to hold on to that seventh seed, wanting to make the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be tough because, um, you know, with Deshaun Watson coming back, you know, he, he's starting to get his group back a little bit, just a little bit. And uh, he's going to have a matchup against this commander's D, but also the Browns D. Uh, I think it's going to give Taylor, uh, Tyler Henneke some fits. Uh, I think they're definitely going to give him some fits. So it's a matter of is he going to be able to get past them, uh, utilize Antonio Gibson, utilize uh, Scary Terry in the passing game uh, and wield his team to a win. I think it's going to be a hard fought battle between these two teams. Very hard fought battle. And I think the Browns are taking this one. I think the Browns are taking this one. I think their running game and defense wins out. And even though, like I said, he's been off for quite some time, I think Deshaun Watson's experience as and leadership as a quarterback, I think that will trump, unfortunately, Taylor Henneke. Uh, even though I like Taylor Henneke as, you know, in terms of what he's been through and what he's done to earn uh, his spot as the leader uh, of this team. Uh, but I think the, the Browns and I think the Browns come with it uh, with their running game, their one two combo of Chubb and Hunt uh, do a little bit here, a little bit there in the passing game. And then their defense uh, will um, not put the clamps on the commanders, but they'll slow them down enough to get ahead and keep the lead. So I'm picking the Browns slightly over the Commanders here. Next we have uh, Niners at Raiders, and it's, oddly enough, I'm surprised even at six and nine they are twelfth place, still technically mathematically in the playoff hunt. The Raiders are, but they will be knocked out after this game because they're not beating the 49ers. Niners uh, very, very much wanting the Vikings to lose a game so that they could possibly move up to the second seed. Uh, and just the way that they are in their groove right now, even with Brock Purdy, uh, they're making sure that they protect him, that he doesn't have to do too much as far as um, so that he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, and uh, even with Max Crosby at the helm, they don't have Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, I don't think, is going to play in this game because he's hurt from last game. Uh, and even if he were to play, he's not going to be 100%. I just don't think it's wise for him to play. Um, so that weakens the Raiders D. Um, and although, like I said, the Raiders D is the heart and soul of this team because the Raiders offense that gets paid more is not playing up nearly as close up to par and the Raiders constantly losing these games by less than a touchdown, the Niners are going to embarrass them. You thought the Saints embarrassed them. The Niners are really going to embarrass them because uh, the, the Niners want to continue their momentum. They want to continue this this fight. They want to continue this strive toward going toward the goal of the Super Bowl. Like I said, the Niners are the one team in the NFC throughout probably the entire playoffs uh, that teams that are playoff bound and that will make the playoffs where home field advantage does not matter to them in terms of how they play. They'll play just as hard on the road as they will at home. They don't necessarily need home field advantage or their ener the energy from their home field, home crowd fans, hometown fans, although they would love to have it and they will get it at least in the first round of the playoffs, but they don't need it. They can go easily win on the road and they'll be just as happy, just as energized, just as ready to fight um, 
and they're probably going to maul the Raiders. Uh, and rightfully so. I don't, I don't, you know, even though, even if the Raiders were to try to make a comeback in some way backdoor into the seventh round of the playoffs, I wouldn't even want that. I don't want you to barely make it in. I don't want you limping in just so you can get bum rushed and overthrown by the second seed in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, like for what, for what, you know, it really doesn't make sense. And then you can't say, oh, well, you know, maybe the chiefs won't need the game next week in the last game of the season. Oh yes, they will. Yes, they will, because they want to make sure that they get the number one. They want to try to get the number one seed and get the bye, hope that the Bills lose. And then they can't lose because if they lose and the Bengals went out, then that means they dropped to the three seed. And they don't want that either. So, yeah, I don't see any way that the Raiders are winning this game. If the Raiders somehow do muster a little bit of offense, they're only going to be able to muster an offense for probably no more than two quarters in this game. And the Niners will shut them down the rest of the game. So, and again, I wouldn't be, if the Saints can shut them out 24 to 0, imagine what the Niners can do. Yeah, if the Raiders score at all in this game, it'll probably just because the Niners would be like, ah, we'll give you some points. You know, we're blowing you out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Score a touchdown. That's fine. We don't care. <laughs> Let's go ahead. You know, go and, you know, go and get one. You know, you know, you know, we do have some history, rivalry, Bay Area thing. Although you got squashed that because you left. And, Anyway, you know, just go ahead, go ahead. You know, I don't feel like running this this series. You know, you know, go ahead and catch the pass. I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Just let the clock run out. You guys just uh, yeah, go ahead and score. That way we can get the ball back and we'll just run the clock out and kneel and stuff. So yeah, just go ahead and go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Score a touchdown. Woo! Touchdown Raiders. All right. <laughs> oh man. It has to happen. It has to. It has to. For the sake of getting rid of Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. I said it. Look, people. Look, if you want to be mediocre, okay, fine. That ain't me. I want Super Bowls. Okay? The Raiders ain't won a Super Bowl since I was two. And I didn't know what football was then. Although I'm pretty sure I look good in silver and black. But, I need to see one in my lifetime. Okay? And... This ain't the way. This is not the way. They did better. Okay. I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox. But just I'm going to give you the one-liner. And then we'll try to move on. They did better with an interim head coach last year. Than they are doing with Josh McDaniels. With an interim head coach in Rich Passaccia. They made the playoffs. 10-7. Fifth seed were a couple of seconds within tying the Bengals in that playoff game to possibly force overtime, and they could have won in overtime because if you look at the Raiders last year, they were notorious, just like they've been notorious this year in several games of going to overtime and winning. Odds are, if the Raiders go to overtime, they're winning more than more often than they lose. So, you get to the playoffs with Rich Passaccia, and as a fifth seed, and now you go to Josh McDaniels, and you're not even going to make the playoffs. And you're losing all these games by less than a touchdown. And the majority of the money on the team is on the offensive side, and they're the ones underproducing every game. Not one game this season has been the fault of the defense. I said it. Let me repeat that for those who actually know football. The defense of the Raiders is not responsible for not one loss this season. 
every loss that the Raiders have had is because the not, the Raiders offense has every loss that the Raiders have had is because their offense underperformed. They underperformed. They never played a full game of football. They either played a one good first half and didn't play in the second half, or they played a bad first half and then they're trying to catch up in the second half. More often than not, they score points in the first half and then don't score anything more than a field goal the entire second half and expect the defense to hold the, hold the opposing team off the entire second half. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yes, it's the offense's fault. You can't expect your defense to go out and hold a team back for the entire second half while you do next to nothing. That's why the Falcons lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Because the offense decided not to show up in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, and decided to just let the defense get ran through and gassed by Tom Brady. And then all of a sudden, the Patriots get the coin toss and overtime drive right down the field and it's over. Because Matt Ryan in that number one rated offense that year couldn't score not a field goal in the fourth quarter. It's the Raiders offense's fault. And since their head coach is an offensive guy in Josh McDaniels, he deserves a lot of this blame as well. He may be a good offensive mind, but he is not a head coach. He's already proven that by his failure and his cheating in Denver when he coached the Broncos. He's already proven that as far as his leadership when it comes to reneging on the coach head coaching position with the Colts that he was offered. And he backed out at the last minute. But the Raiders give him a head coaching job because reasons. Yeah, I'm hoping they lose this game. I'm hoping the Niners crush him and it's my team. But like I said, some is is we're going to have to have ashes first before we rise back up. It's just it has to be that way. I'm like, I mean, if Rich Basaccia was the head coach right now, we would not be a six and nine. We would not be. We would absolutely not be. But you made your decisions, Raiders, so go ahead and deal with it and watch the Niners steamrolleth thee in Vegas. I bet, the, the, I bet you the Raiders have less wins at home than they do <laughs> since being in Vegas uh, than they do on the road. That's bad. We're moving on. We're getting to the Jets and the Seahawks. Both these teams are on the cusp of being bounced out of the playoffs. Both are on the bubble uh, because of the strength of the teams uh, that are fighting for their playoff lives right now. I don't think either of these two teams is getting in. But when it comes to this game, it's about the quarterback, Geno, going up against his old team. And he is the better quarterback in this regard. It doesn't matter who the Jets put in at quarterback. Geno Smith is better than all of them. And uh, he is a better leader, has a better head coach. And I see the Seahawks winning this game because of that. Um, better head coach, better quarterback. That's enough to win this, even though both defenses are not anything to write home about. I believe that Geno will lead his team to victory. 
So picking the Seahawks over the Jets. Next we have Vikings at Packers. Vikings um, really don't need this game in terms of the of the division, but they want to uh, be diligent in hoping that the Eagles lose, number one, and maybe they can grab the number one seed, even though I don't think that'll happen. But two, they also uh, want to uh, stay ahead of the Niners and not fall to the three seed. And two and three, I mean, you don't want to lose your division rival to Packers for what, you know? You're a better team, so prove it, you know, and win this game. So uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle because the Packers, you know, it seems like they're on the rise now a little bit, and they kind of want to sort of make a comeback, if you will, and, and try to see if they can wheel their way into the playoffs. But I don't think it's going to happen this time. I think they will put up a fight. They will put up a good fight. Uh, but I think that the Vikings will hold on to win. It'll be a close game, I believe. But I believe the Vikings as a team, as a whole, are better. And they will hold on to win and snuff out the playoff hopes of the Packers. And the Packers will fall to 7-9. and nine, And I think the Vikings will win this game and try to stay on pace for hoping that they can get as high as possible as far as seeding, uh, possibly getting that number one if the Eagles lose. So picking the Vikings over the Packers. Next, you've got Rams at Chargers. Rams all of a sudden just seem like they want to play really hard. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield has a win against the Raiders and the Broncos now. Seems like he does well against the AFC West teams, but not anybody else. Um, but this one and the Chargers coming in, I get the Chargers can't win the division, and they just clinched a playoff spot with that easy win over the Colts. Uh, this past Monday night. So, yeah, I don't think this game really means much to the Chargers in that regard. But this is a little bit of an L.A. rivalry, if you will. Rams versus Chargers both play in the same stadium. The Chargers are a better uh, team. And uh, I think they would want to go for that playoff seeding. Because if they can get as high as the fifth seed, they're in the sixth spot right now. If they can get as high as the fifth seed, then they might have a favorable matchup against the Jaguars and although the Jaguars did beat them earlier in the season it might be a different story a second go around for them so I think that they'll win this game I think that uh, they are a better team overall and uh, even with the Rams defense being as tough as they are uh, I think that it'll be a low scoring game but I think the Chargers do get the win wear down the Rams just enough to get a couple of more extra field goals and they win this game by three or six points over the Rams. So picking the Chargers to beat the Rams. And then we get to your Sunday night football matchup. Steelers at Ravens. Uh, it's a big mess when it comes to uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens now that he is hurt and uh, he will probably miss his third straight game. And then Tyler Huntley uh, will take the helm. And uh, the Steelers, again, are no slouch. They love to fight, especially late in the season. Uh, and, you know, when they know that they have something to fight for, or even if they don't think they have something to fight for, it's the Ravens. So they're going to get up for this game. Um, and the thing is, it's 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 questionable with Huntley. I get that he can get out there and he can put up a fight. He can play. He plays his butt off. Uh, but, you know, the talent level is just not nearly where I think it would need to be in order to be successful here. 
and I see the Steelers winning a low-scoring game here. Unfortunately, I think the Ravens are going to drop to 10-6 and six here, and um, it's unfortunate, uh, but this will definitely um, uh, put the, the Bengals in the driver's seat uh, because even though the Bengals have a tough matchup, uh, I don't. It, I just think it's going to continue to go downhill for the Ravens right now because they're just really not, uh, without Lamar, they're really not built to thrive on offense. They're really not built. I could see if they had an offense like the Niners have, where you can do it with any quarterback. You probably pretty much insert any quarterback in there as long as he doesn't make mistakes and he plays a safe, uh, clean game. You can win. And the Ravens don't have that. And then you think about their defense, and their defense is not anything close to what the Niners defense is, so they can't rely on that either. So uh, I think without Lamar, I think they're losing this game. And I'm picking the Steelers to beat the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday night football. Then we get to uh, probably the best Monday night football matchup that we've had in quite some time this year since they want to schedule all of these crappy games for Monday night football. The Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. Remember I told you it was weird because it seems like uh, the Bills... uh, uh, somewhat are a better team than the Bengals and they would beat the Bengals but then the Bengals have the Chiefs number but then the Chiefs have the Bills number so this triple threat carousel that's going on between the Bills, Bengals and Chiefs is very 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 interesting uh, but this could have a lot of playoff implications here I know that the uh, Chiefs are watching hoping you know of course the Chiefs have a bye week uh, facing the Broncos so they're not worried but they're hoping that uh, the Bengals even though the Bengals uh, have, you know, have the number of the Chiefs, they're hoping that the Bengals beat the Bills so that the Chiefs can get in the driver's seat and have first place in the AFC. Now, with this game, when you go, when you think about, let's get the obvious out of the way. I can't really pick a quarterback one or the other over here. I like both Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And when it comes to clutch moments, both of them, I think, are on par with one another. So we have to go to other factors. Uh, running game is is a big question mark because I like Singletary, but I don't think he's um, better than uh, Joe Mixon. But the thing is, it's uh, whether or not Joe Mixon is healthy. Is Joe Mixon healthy? Is he 100% healthy? Uh, because even... Um, you know, uh, uh, 80% Joe Mixon and a 100% Singletary, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about that. A 100% Joe Mixon, I'll take Joe Mixon all day, every day. But if he's not 100% healthy, I really can't say who I would have. I think he would definitely rival a 100% uh, Singletary at an 80% level, uh, if that makes sense. Um, but I can't say. So that's a running back is a big question mark. Defense, you know, you got to give it to the Bills. So you know that Joe Burrow is going to have a tougher time dealing with uh, the Bills defense than jo- uh, Josh Allen should have against the Bengals D. The Bengals D can be had, uh, and they do give up points. But it's just that um, the Bengals offense is is lethal. They are lethal, um, and so. Uh, Jamar Chase is in there and, you know, he's taking on their number one corner. You need the other wide receivers to step up and the Bengals can rise to the challenge. I think this is very befitting that this is happening this late in the season between these two teams and has so many implications. But I'm hoping the Bills win for the sake of the Chiefs not having home field advantage. 
but at the same time, and which also will pit the Bengals against the Chiefs uh, eventually if they continue to win, because eventually the second seed will have to meet the third seed in the playoffs. Uh, so in the divisional round, the Bills, uh, the Bengals will meet the Chiefs if that happens. Uh, as opposed to if the Bengals were to win this game, then it looks like the Bengals might meet the Bills in the playoffs and the Chiefs will have a cushion and then we'll get to face one of the two teams in the conference uh, championship. So um, I really do think that's going to be the advantage of these two of these three teams, the Chiefs, the Bills and the Bengals. Whoever gets the one seed is going to have the advantage because the whoever is the second and third seed are going to pound the crap out of each other in the second round of the playoffs, and then whoever is the first seed will just probably pick up the pieces and 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 not necessarily coast, but win the conference championship. So I pretty much I I think you can pretty much predict it right there. Whoever gets the first seed is definitely going to win. I believe the conference, the AFC championship, because the second and third seed are going to pound the crap out of each other in that second round. And then there will be almost nothing left. They won't have enough to face whoever is rested and whoever has facing is facing the fourth or lower seed in the second round and then has to face the winner of the second or third seed in the conference championship. So between those three teams, I think whoever lucks out and gets the first seed is probably going to the Super Bowl. So I'm picking the Bills over the Bengals. I think they got a little bit more, just a little bit more in the tank. Like I said, the Bills D versus the Bengals offense. I think those two powers neutralize each other. There are going to be some uh, some advantages and some uh, victories uh, for the Bengals offense in that battle. And then there's going to be some victories for the Bills defense in that battle. I think the main thing, the main course of this of winning this football game comes down to Bills offense versus Bengals D. And in that matchup, I'm taking Bills offense every time. So picking the Bills, not by much, but picking the Bills to beat the Bengals in Cincinnati on the road on Monday night football and continue to hold on to the number one seed. That will conclude your 2022-2023 predictions and analysis for week 17 in the NFL regular season. I am your host, Devalian, and we are saying goodbye. We will be back next week to cap off the final week of the regular season. In the NFL, I appreciate everyone who has continued to listen thus far, all of my subscribers, all of my listeners, whether you're subscribed or not, whatever platform you're listening on, I do greatly appreciate you. Please continue to share and support this podcast as we continue to grow here and continue to get better. Uh, once again, believe until you stop breathing is what I always say because I've lived it. I don't just say it. Uh, this is Devalue with Scout Team Sports, and we'll see you next week. Have a safe and happy holiday.